is the last major tournament. Welcome back to the Minneapolis Star Tribune Talk and Preps podcast. I'm David Levake. Very pleased to be joined by Larry McKenzie, coach of the Minneapolis North Polar's boys basketball team, a multiple Hall of Fame coach. You're going into your 10th state tournament, if you can believe that already. Uh, Larry, congr- uh, thanks uh, thanks for being here, and, and congratulations on, on getting the Polar's into the Class 2A tournament again this year. Thank you, uh, and it's my pleasure to be here. Yeah, well, and I wanted to start with, with you know, the tournament overall. Um, you have a, a unique perspective because your schedule has placed you against a combined five tournament teams spanning Class 2A, where you're playing, all the way up to, to 4A. So let, let's start there. Um, we'll, we'll work our way up, starting with Class 2A. Uh, you're the number one uh, seed in the, in the bracket. And what, what, as you look at, as across the Caledonia's the two, Annandale's the three, Minnehaha Academy, a team that you did beat to start your season is the four seed. When you look across the bracket, what do you see? What intrigues you about this two a the two a field? Well, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if you look at the two a field, you see um, a lot of repeaters, right? And I, and I think that I always said, that says something about programs and, and and coaches. So, you know, Caledonia's been there um, as many times as we have over the last few years. Obviously, you know, Minnehaha uh, won the title in, in 2019, beating us, and then moved up, played a couple years at the 3A, and now decided to, to come back down uh, to, to 2A. Alexandria is a program that I watch a lot. You know, I, I love the way that they play, and so that that's a a, a great tournament team. Uh, so you see a lot of of programs that that have been there, so they won't be overly excited about being in a tournament. Sometimes, like first timers, uh, and so it should be a very competitive, uh, you know, bracket this year. I said to correct you. You said Alexandria. I think you meant Annandale, correct? I'm sorry, Annandale. I didn't. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Annandale. No problem. No problem. Correct. Um, so let me ask you this. So you're going to start uh, play. Uh, well, all the quarterfinals are going to start play on, on Tuesday, the 22nd. Um, the the uh, the side of the bracket with, with Caledonia and, and Annandale, they get to play at Target Center. Your side of the bracket gets to play at Williams Arena. Was it, Do you almost wish you were a two or a three seed so you could have played at Target Center? Or, or is that... <laughs> I, 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 hate, I hate to say, but yes, you know, uh, <laughs> as, as we, I, I, w- I was conflicted as I was looking at that and, and, and the layout, right? You know, because obviously your kids want to play on the target center floor. Uh, and and why I, I did feel like in, in the seed, you know, as far as seeding goes, that, you know, we deserve to be number one based on the schedule that we played you know, not to play. And I guess from a positive, David, that what, what I've said uh, to my staff was, well, at least we'll get to play at, at the same place for three games. So we'll get used to the to the baskets at Williams Arena. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, moving on to Class 3A, uh, you have experience with uh, De La Salle. De La Salle is the three seed. Uh, you beat them back in, in the early part of January. Uh, that field also offers uh, number one seed to Tino Grace, uh, Princeton getting the number two. You mentioned De La Salle. Mankato East is the four seed. 
Um, beyond beyond the Islanders, uh, what else? Uh, what other insights do you have about the three uh, A bracket? Well, I, I think it, it, as I look in the, so Mankato East, I would say is again one of those programs that almost get there every year, right? Very, uh, uh, I mean, a very strong strong program. I think uh, Coach Andre Phillips, former Golden Gopher, you know, uh, young man uh, manager at Mount West Tonka has done a phenomenal job as well at, at Mount West Tonka in terms of, of, of building that program. Um, Austin, again, you know, uh, I, I think, you know, and you probably know better than me, but they've been there quite a bit. And they oh, yeah. won surprises probably in the tournament. And, and obviously they'll take on De La Salle, uh the first game. But Don Ferguson, first-year coach, uh, former assistant coach, at ICO has done one heck of a job at St. Cloud Tech. Now, you know, one of the things he had was the advantage of taking his son with him, who's, who I consider one of the top, you know, guards uh, in the state of Minnesota. And so they, they've done a great job of, of taking a, a program that was kind of teetering on the brink, uh, building a solid program, a winner, you know, in his first year getting his team. And, and but I, but I say, I think in the end, De La Salle is a much different team than when I played them. Um, I, I love the the way that they're playing right now. Uh, those kids seem to be really, really focused. And so uh, I think it will come down to uh, De La Salle and Tatino Grace. And Tatino Grace obviously have a lot of talent. But, but I think the way De La Salle's play, the discipline, you know, I mean, De La Salle beat what, probably – what what most of the year people consider the best team in that class, South St. Paul, right? Yeah. Undefeated season up, up to that point. So here's a team, again, uh, coach has been there. These kids have been there before. They they know what to expect. Uh, Tatino Grace, it's been a while since they've had this opportunity, and we'll see how they respond on the big stage. But I, I look for a very competitive championship game between De La Salle and Tatino Grace. Oh, so you're making the making the prediction for the who's in the championship game. All right, very good. Um, and then class four A. Uh, let me change my uh, bracket here. Okay, there we are. So the number one seed in the class four A bracket is Park Center. Uh, you lost to them back in the uh, latter part of December. Uh, the number two seed is Owatonna. That caught my eye. Uh, maybe you could tell me anything you might more know about them. I, I uh, no, no disrespect to them. I just was like, oh, hey, that's that's a, a team. Maybe I'm not used to seeing as much. Uh, Wyzetta's the three seed. Uh, you just had a, a two point loss to them at the end of February. The four seed is Eastview, and the five seed is is Eden Prairie. And, and uh, another team in this bracket that you did see is Moorhead. They will play Wyzetta in that uh, quarterfinal. What uh, what jumps out at, at you about this field? Well, I, I think one of this this is probably going to be one of the most competitive four A uh, class state tournaments that we've seen in a long time. I mean, obviously, you know, Park Center is that team that we really when we played them in December, we had, we were missing half of our guys because of COVID, and mm-hmm. so you know, I thought we played them fairly well, but I mean, very very talented team. But I, I, I tell you, one of the surprises, Eden Prairie, right? They flom to me as one of the best in the business. And, you know, for that team, we, you know, the thing about it is, as you look, you talk about March Madness, I don't think the best teams 
necessarily win the tournament. It's the teams that's playing the best this time of year. And so I, I see Eden Prairie going into this with a lot of uh, momentum, right? And I can't pronounce the name of, of the one kid that they have, but I, I, I can tell you, he is a beast. Um, man, that, that, that kid can play. You know, Eastview has been competitive. Uh, got, you know, I mean, and they've kind of dominated uh, Section 4 for, for a while. But, but I see Eastview and Park Center matching up uh, perhaps in the, in the semifinals. Um, and then on the other side, uh, Creighton comes in as a random draw. But, you know, they're led by Trey Holloman, right, one of the best basketball players in the state. And Trey, one thing Trey does know, he knows how to win. So he will rise to the occasion. Uh, haven't seen Owatonna, just heard, you know, that they've been a, a pretty dominant team and, and coming in, uh, you know, he, here is a section that's been dominated for ever by uh, Lakeville North, and they beat some pretty good teams to get here. Um, Moorhead, we did play. Um, you know, I mean, we, we, we had some pretty good success by them, but you know, fortunate they were they were able to get in, and so I, I don't see them moving much through uh, the the tournament. And then I always believe this. I mean, until somebody beats Wazetta, they're the defending champions, and they have they got a team. First of all, all five guys and even six and seven can come off the bench and they can score. And it's really with the big fella playing away from the basket, being able to dominate inside and outside. Uh, I still, I mean, I, I, I love Park Center, but I, I, I think until somebody can beat them, I mean, YZ is the defending champions, and so I think they'll 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 get a chance to defend the title against Park Center. Well, you mentioned you know Moorhead and YZ as the quarterfinal. I wanted to to use that matchup to to transition out to your team, and I was wondering if you had those two teams. Right at the end of February, um, you uh, you had them both at your gym. You, you beat Moorhead pretty handily. You had a two point loss to Izetta, and I'm wondering if those if that loss and, and those two games, but especially that loss, is one of those things you hear coaches talk a lot about. You know, we don't want to lose, but it was a good uh, way for us to to refocus and, and get ready for the stretch run because you haven't lost since the Izetta game. So, what did those those two games, and particularly that loss? How did that catapult you down the stretch and into the tournament? Well, so so just first we'll go with the Moorhead. So obviously, you know, we thought they would be a very good team. And I think a lot of, you know, probably the reason that they had us on the schedule was to prepare for the state tournament, right? See a different oh, sure. style of yeah. basketball and, and what have you. So, you know, we were able to beat them pretty handily. And so anytime, you know, for us being a class 218, we can beat a 4A school. That That's a plus, right? And, and, and we play that we play the schedule we do in compares it to prepare us for uh, the state tournament. That's what we're always looking toward. YZ, are you absolutely right? I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna say, you know we're up 13 points in, in, in the first half, and that was a team that that I wanted to beat. You know we you know we always talk about signature wins, and I thought that would be a great signature win, and we came up short. You know within seconds, right? They they ended up beating us by two. So again, immediately next day, like you said, one thing that we always talk about is our goals. And so a loss to Wyzetta 
did not impact any of our goals, which is to be, you know, conference champ, Twin City champ, section champ, and state champs. And so it, for us, it, 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 it's another game, right? But it's also a game to kind of see where you are uh, and, and measure your team. And and that's a game that we came off. And, I mean, what I said to, to our kids, I mean, this is either the best or second best team in Class 4A. And you guys were able to play with them right up to the final five seconds. And so that says a lot about who we are and the type of team that we have. And so we're just going to build off of that. And that's exactly what we've done the, the last six games. Is there anything that you remember telling your first state tournament team was Patrick Henry back in 1999, 23 years ago? Is there anything that you were talking about then that hasn't changed from what you'll tell your kids going into the 2022 tournament? Are there any universal qualities about preparing a team for state that, that, are, that have, have stood the test of time across these two decades? Well, I was, I was to be honest with you, Dave. I can't remember what I told my team last week. So whatever I said 23 years ago, uh, I, 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 I'm I'm not sure. But the thing about it is, I mean, you know, the big thing that that I tell my team. So first of all, it is a a a privilege, not a right, to put on that Minneapolis North jersey, right? And I would say that to the same the, the same thing that I said to those kids. And so we get a chance. I mean. The thing that that you probably know, I mean, besides football and, and in particular Minneapolis North, the the city of many the Minneapolis City Conference don't get a lot of opportunities at you know winning championships, right? I mean, we we the hockey team did a great job, but we're no longer just representing our school right now. We're representing the city of Minneapolis, and so let's go. You know, I would say to my kids, we got to go out. And play like that. We got a lot of people that's cheering for us. We got to, you know, and in in particular with some of the challenges that we've had in the city now, and even you know, kids being out of school, it's been a challenging year. And so we want to, you know, bring some joy, some hope. Uh, and right now, in particular, you know, we're playing uh, in the mem- in the remembrance of of D Hill. You know what I'm saying? And so let's go get one for him. Is what I'll be saying to my kids. Yeah, yeah. I, I read after your section championship victory. I read on the the mini or the uh, excuse me the, the Minnesota Basketball Hub website. Jacob Butler, his quote, he says it's it's a championship or bust in our eyes. And you know that's that's a senior talking, and, and you know he's he's qualified to to say those things. He's a veteran and all that. But if you look at that, do you like the fact that your kids have grasped that sort of goal, or or is part of you like, hey guys? Uh, <laughs> You know, let's you know, let's let's keep it in perspective a little bit. It's it's you know, like you said, it's still a pleasure to be here, and and, and it's not a lost season if you don't win a championship. How do you kind of, you know, yeah? I mean, I I I read that as well. I, I like what Jacob said. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this group. I mean, if you think about it, in, in 2019, the, this group finished second in class double A. <clears throat> uh, in 20 we in 2020 we got shut down. Right before the section finals, we thought we had a, a pretty good team and ha- would have had an opportunity to win uh, in 2020. You know, last year we, we ended up losing to Caledonia in the semifinal. So this is a team that's bending. And, you know, we talk about unfinished business because, you know, unlike a lot of high schools, they've had a chance. And so it is for them, in particular this group, this is the most seniors that I've ever had, right, uh, it, it, and I always challenge my kids, and you're going back 
Now that you say it, what did I tell them, uh, my, my team in, in 23 years ago? I always ask the question, how do you want to be remembered? Mm. How do you want to be remembered? Because, you know, going out on this floor, I mean, this is going to be your legacy. This is what they're going to talk about when they talk about your graduating class. How do you want to be remembered? And so I support what Jacob said. We've been planning, you know, from a coaching standpoint. I tell everybody, I put March 26th. Uh, on my calendar last March uh, mm-hmm. is something that we that we worked toward, and you know we talk about you know in order that you never regret the price that we paid for. It. So our kids have worked hard to get there, and uh, we're all in. And so for us, yeah, you know, um, it, it's a lot of pressure, but yes, championship or bust. All right, very good. You know, you said this is the most seniors you've ever had. With that said, uh, team. It, it, it's a, it's a something that comes together over the course of the year and you've got to figure out uh, different roles. You got dif- dif- different combinations of things. How has this team evolved? And at what point did you feel like, all right, this, we know what we have and we know how we're going to use it. Uh, where did that all kind of come together? So uh, as you said, you know, I'll say it, why is that a game? Uh, I'll say it with two, there was two defining moments for our season. The buzzer beater against uh, Brookfield East uh, mm. with D'Amico, uh Anderson hitting that shot, and then the Wazetta game. I, I, I think our capabilities to 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 fight back and and, and you know win a, a tough game against Brookfield East, and then defensively, some of the things that we've done. To your point, in terms of combination and rotations, at, at what point? of the game, who should be on the floor doing certain things, most definitely the Wazena game was a defining moment for us. You know what champions look like. You've coached plenty of them, six of them in all. Is this team – Do, do you have, does, it, does it check all the boxes going in of what you want from a team that would contend for a title? Absolutely, without question. Yeah, I mean, I think this team is, is very, very capable – of winning a championship. And it's funny that you've asked that because when we, when we saw all year long, so in November, when we were at our team retreat, Jacob Butler stood up and he asked a question, just almost similar to what you said. He said, coach, I mean, you, you've won six titles. Uh, what does it take for us to be a championship team? And, and Jacob reminds us uh, at practice when we're not working hard, you know, as we respond, I mean, those things, one, you know, it's got to be one team, one goal, uh, not not the coach. It's got to be a, t- uh, a, a a player-led team, not a coach-led team. And so one of the things I have to give Jacob and, and Willie Wilson and, and really what we call the core force. So Jacob, Willie, uh, Miko Anderson, and, and, and Mario Sanders, and they've been uh, holding their teammates all year long accountable because they want to do the thing that it takes to be a championship team. One last thing I'll ask you, and this is about that senior group. I'm, I'm told it's a very special group. Uh, like, like all the seniors across the state, they've, they've dealt with things like COVID shutdowns, but you mentioned the death of Deshaun Hill, the Minneapolis teacher strike. There's some, there's some things, challenges unique to Minneapolis that's going on right now as well. And yet these kids are back in the state tournament and my understanding is they're all A honor roll kids. And, and what can they're, they're all A, B honor roll kids, right? Yeah. 12, 12 out of 12 of the kids that we had on the varsity roster uh, most of the year with, with a, a 3.45 uh, team GPA. And that's the thing. I mean, 
you know, everybody knows the challenges of, you know, some of the things that that these kids have to deal with in North Minneapolis. But in spite of, you know, losing a, a, a teammate because all of my kids also play football, you know what I'm saying? So a teammate, a classmate, the teacher strike, they've stayed focused, you know, on, on the goal of becoming a champion. Uh, it's, it's, it's a special group, and uh, they've, uh, they've got a special coach leading them, so I wish you all the best as you get started on Tuesday, and we'll be watching. We'll have uh, game results at startribune.com, uh, mnbasketballhub.com. Larry McKenzie, thank you for joining the podcast, and good luck this week, sir. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.